Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Redden. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee Homer? <laughs> hey, buddy. Oh, shit. Oh, Mike, it's going to be one of those days my can didn't open. <laughs> Doing good, doing good. Damn, come on. I don't want to start it over. Let's keep rolling. I'm going to MacGyver this thing. I'll power through, Mike. How are you doing, brother? Well, I'll tell you what, Shane. If that's the worst thing that happens to you today, you've had a pretty good one. You know what? Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't cut my finger off yet, so that's good. Okay, we're in there. We're in there. All right. No, I'm doing good, man. You can tell we're in spring action, right? <laughs> Shane can't even open his beer right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you hit on it there, Shane. Uh, not a lengthy show. We are still in springtime, but we had some scrimmages over the weekend, specifically mm-hmm. Georgia, Tennessee. We even had eyes on the ground. We can't say who sources. We got sources <laughs> up here at the Tennessee camp. Kentucky held their – they're not holding a spring game, Shane, because they're doing renovations, but they had a yeah. – th- their version of the spring game, they, they allowed fans and all this and the media to come – View practice, so we're going. This is a little SEC East edition of that SEC mm-hmm. podcast. I'm fired up to talk some football. How about you? I am too, brother. And yes, we were in the same text group, and it's funny. It's like sometimes you just don't want to know, you know, when he's when or he or she, not going to say who it is, is texting you that so and so's down. You're like, oh. <laughs> oh, no more. Just don't tell me. Just don't tell me. You know, at the end of the practice, we'll find out how bad it is. But, you know, that's what's scary about spring ball is the injuries and kind of getting acclimated back to, to contact with some of these kids. Uh, you're just praying that, man, they stay healthy because you're going to need them in the fall. And don't forget, Shade, uh, this weekend we're going to have two spring games, Auburn and Vanderbilt, I may even go to the Vanderbilt one. How about that? It's right down the road. So yeah, man. might as well take in the Commodores while I can. But uh, So we'll be doing full breakdowns of all that stuff. And, and of course, not this upcoming weekend, but the following one. That's when it's really going to get going, Shane, with Florida, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Georgia, A&M, and South Carolina all yeah. on the following Saturday. And then two Saturdays, well, three Saturdays technically, LSU and Alabama will be wrapping up their spring. So we got we still got a lot of weeks of spring football to break down. Yeah. You know what? Well, I, I love spring games. And, and, you know, I say it every year, Mike, if you get an opportunity and you can make it out to these things, do it. Take your kids, take your neighbor's kids, do whatever. Just, you know, mainly get the kids involved because I remember growing up, that was some of, you know, I didn't get to go to the good games when I was real young, you know. Papa wasn't going to spend that money. I had to go to the spring <laughs> games, you know, some of these bowling green games, you know, whatever. So, you know, having an opportunity to go out there, it was so cool, and especially getting on the field, getting autographs from these some of these just mammoth of men. I mean, it, it just blew my way, blew me away how how big some of these people were and 
and uh, and it's just something you always think of. I still have the memories of taking my kids out there. Uh, you know, they don't want to go anymore. So if you got an opportunity, get out there, have some fun. You know, there's going to be recruits there, and, and you're you're helping create that that environment, that buzz. You know, because your next generation of uh, kids coming through are sitting there on the sidelines trying to take in the atmosphere. So I love spring games. If you can get there, get there. Yeah, great point, Shane. And you know, Hugh Freeze. I mean, from the moment he touched down there on the planes he's been recruiting he's been pitching it to these kids uh you know on and on he told espn recently i'm only going to be the coach three years from now if we sign two top 10 recruiting classes because that's what it's going to take to get auburn back so that's i can't imagine how many recruits they're going to have on campus and and that goes for the rest of the sec Mm -hmm. when their spring games come around you know what absolutely absolutely but let's start, Shane, with the action we got on this one, the defending national champion, Shane. And, of course, everybody has got their eyes focused on that quarterback competition. Stetson Bennett off to the NFL after winning back-to-back natties. Now it's it's going to be Carson Beck, Brock Vandegrift, Gunner Stockton, the three-man race, and Kirby Ain't giving any indications of where this thing's at right off of that. Yeah, it's 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 like everything. It's like the ebb and flow. I can think of really good things each one did, and I can think of really poor things each one did. Um, so it's not like it's like it's not like one guy sticking out. Um, you know, Carson has really good command of the offense. He understands it inside and out. He communicates it. He gets things correct. Um, he had a couple poor decisions and choices today, um, but he also made some plays. He made some really good throws. He's got really good presence in the pocket to move around. Brock made some plays. Um, he made some plays getting out of the pocket, um, uh, made some good throws. He had a couple um, downfield throws. I, I think he wish he had back. Give us a chance in some 50-50 situations and keep, keep the ball in balance with that. But uh, he did a really good job uh, in two minutes. Um, and uh, then Gunner made some plays. Gunner made some plays with his feet. Uh, he's still like the administration of the offense of getting everybody lined up, getting going, getting the call in, uh, which is not all on him. But uh, he, he he's growing and getting better. He made some he made some nice throws. So I, I, I'm gonna keep repeating myself, but we got we got three pretty good quarterbacks, and uh, they've grown each one of them, and they're all three different in their own ways. I don't think the dynamics have changed. Um, I mean they're. Brock and, and, and Carson are both getting reps with the ones. Uh, Gunner got some reps with the twos, predominantly threes, but our threes are in a better state. You know, there's times when you've had your threes, they couldn't function. Um, this this three group has, you know, really good skill players in it. We're not used to having this many wide receivers uh, on our threes, so he has some good guys to throw to. The offensive line with the threes has some experience, has a couple walk-ons. So it's like it functions so you can evaluate Gunner better um, where there's not always a chance to do that with the threes. But I don't, I can't sit and say that the dynamic has changed in any way, shape, or form. I think we'll evaluate this scrimmage and come back in Monday and be able to say, okay, what did they do well or poorly with no coach on the field? It's still a tough evaluation because there's probably 10 plays out there in the scrimmage where I have to say a guy got sacked. Well, did he get sacked or did he not get sacked? Because we didn't tackle him. So, you know, you give the benefit of the doubt to the defensive player that's standing there unblocked, but they actually have to get him on the ground. And until you tackle a guy live, which we're not going to do, it's not going to give you a true evaluation. 
They're all great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Shane. So, you know, no surprise there, but uh, Carson Beck, Brock Vandergriff getting rotations with the starters and the backups. But, it, you know, it's wild that uh, – and, and I got a ton of, of um, respect for Gunnar Stockton, the third stringer, the redshirt freshman. Yeah. But even a guy running with the threes, by God, we got us one hell of a quarterback <laughs> room down here. You know what? Do you – do you – I mean, do you feel like it is a more of a two-headed monster here? I mean, that's kind of what I felt like. Like, I know Gunner's involved, and, and, and I don't know if you played the clip where he talks about, you know, primarily he ran with the threes. And, right. by God, Kirby's so pumped up about the threes. I think them threes probably go seven and five in the SEC if you let them, you know, <laughs> if, if you just cut, cut them loose. So, that is kind of scary how pumped up and excited he is about the depth they've got down there in Athens. But I'm just curious, in your opinion – do you, do you feel like this is more of a two-headed monster and, and maybe Gunner's just, you know, he's coming along? Well, you know what's interesting, Shane, is uh, it's basically don't matter who you talk to, that's the feeling is, man, this is a two-headed race, but don't yeah. count out Gunner. I mean, literally everybody's saying that to the point to where I think this is kind of scripted. And, again, this is just me speculating, but I still think that it's Carson Beck and it's his job to lose. And yeah. – Brock Vandergriff, I'm not trying to say he's a bad player by any means, but uh, I, I don't think he's going to win this job. Of course, you know, he could have a, a huge uh, G-Day spring game. He could have a huge summer. He could catch fire in training camp, and, and certainly they'll, get, they'll give him the job if he earns it. But I, I still think, it, based on everything we've heard, you know, no indications that Carson Beck's done anything to lose this job. I think yeah. they're just trying to get the, keep everybody engaged. I don't know if you caught it last week, Shane. I played the comments from Sam Pittman, but I just thought it was so fascinating where in the era of the transfer portal, I mean, yeah. Sam Pittman is sitting here saying, we don't even have guys running with the ones. We I have to rotate them every time because I don't want anyone uh, thinking they got no shot at hitting the field because yeah. as soon as these kids do, they're out the door. And last season, boy, could I use some of that depth. So, <laughs> I mean, these coaches are getting smarter. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. I think it's just talk. Honestly, I, I really do. I could be dead wrong. But if yeah. you ask 10 people about the Georgia, Georgia quarterback competition and they all tell you the exact same thing, uh, I don't know. I, I, feel like, I feel like that's the messaging coming out of Athens, if that makes sense. Yeah, and and I think profiles, you know, because they're they're all heavy hitters, man. When you're looking at recruiting and twenty four seven and on three and all those guys, these 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 are recruits that all teams wanted, and now you got three of them on your roster, and I just don't think you can corral them all. I think yeah. you lose one at the end, but the way that it feels like it's playing out, that it's going to be one of the two, and then there comes Gunner. So if you, as long as you got a little competitive depth, and you can, you know, convince somebody like Gunner to stick around and say, "Hey, man, get get used to it," because that's what he talked about. Coaches mm -hmm. just saying, "Hey, man, he's just having a little trouble getting acclimated, getting these boys lined up." But you know, that's something you get with more trial and, and, and error, you know, and you do that yeah. in practice in spring game. So, yeah, it's just I'm really interested out of all the quarterback competitions that we have, just how George's plays out because there's a lot of teams that like to have that two and three, you know, <laughs> on their roster. <laughs> some teams they got one they can trust, you know what? Absolutely. We don't even like the one we have, some of them, you know. <laughs> but that, was, <laughs> that wasn't a Tennessee shot by no means, all right? I'm not saying that. But there are a couple schools you know out there that are like, man, we really could use some help here. 
Right. Well, speaking of Tennessee quarterback, Shane, that wasn't all Kirby Smart had to say about his quarterbacks. What does he look for in a quarterback? This is some interesting comments, and he doesn't mention Tennessee here, but it certainly feels mm. like, ooh, <laughs> no, Tennessee just landed a, a quarterback recruit from the state of Georgia. I don't think Kirby Smart is taking that idly. Let's kick it over to old Kirby. <laughs> Demeanor. Demeanor and communication. So, like, I can I can get the stats, but it, it's like a true quarterback is a decision maker. In our system, because some systems take all the pressure off the quarterback and they just go really fast, we don't do that. We're a quarterback-driven offense. So, can you process the information? That means get the signal, get people lined up, then see what the defense is in and figure out are we in the right situation? Which of these three choices Coach Bobo's given me am I going to utilize on this play? And then the play happens, and there might be a mistake or a breakdown, and you not go full metal jacket and have catastrophe mode and put us in a bad situation. So, you know, decision-making is the number one thing I want to see at the quarterback position. Can you make consecutive decisions over and over that don't cost our team games? Because we have enough playmakers and we have enough plays that you will make a play inevitably. Don't make a bonehead play. And that's what we're trying to avoid. And again, hey, that's not to say uh, – I'm not sitting here saying they, they landed a quarterback over yeah. Georgia by any means because uh, uh, Georgia's after the number one overall player in the country, uh, Dylan Rayola, I think is his name, number one quarterback. So I don't necessarily <laughs> think the recruiting is tied to it, but this is his chief competition, at least right now on the field in the SEC East. How, how can you read this as anything other than a shot – as Josh Heupel in his offensive system. Oh, Mike, that was a shot. That was a low blow. All the smart <laughs> quarterbacks are coming to Athens. All the dumb ones are going to Tennessee because they don't have to think about it. They just got to go fast. So I, I think uh, I, I think this was definitely a shot. And I don't know if it's recruiting related, but, um, you know, this is, this is college football, man. This is the competition we like. I'd rather be in his mentions than not. You know what I'm saying? At least yep. he's thinking about them boys up there in the orange and white. He ain't throwing shade <laughs> at Vandy. You know what? No. Yeah, that's for sure, man. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. That's what college football's about, baby. Yeah. And one other uh, clip here, Shane. I thought it was pretty important to note. You know, we all get caught up in Stetson Bennett because he's a quarterback, one back-to-back national championships. I'm not taking away anything from him. And some of these elite defensive players like Jalen Carter, how will he be replaced? One guy that should not be overlooked that they have to replace, Darnell Washington, just yeah. a freak of nature. I mean, he he could honestly, Shane, he could probably be the left tackle for, oh. I mean, every team in the SEC. He, they're just, they just don't make – physical players like him and and, no. and he could do it all he's an extra lineman he he's got yeah. elite hands we've seen him leapfrog defenders trying to tackle him <laughs> kirby smart on the fact that uh, hey we just even we got the best tight end in the country maybe the best player in the country brock bowers but we ain't got another darnell washington because i don't know if there's another player quite like him in the country Shit, he can do anything. He, he can be a WWE if he wants, you know. <laughs> that man can go anywhere. He is just a man. Even watching some of those uh, combine videos, it's just crazy to me yeah. just how much he towers other first-round picks, you know. So, right. no, somebody's somebody's got their eyes on him for sure in the NFL. Oh, yeah, and, and I would not be stunned at all. Uh, again, I don't 
I'm not sitting here trying to break down mock drafts and all this, but would not be surprised at all if Darnell is, is a much higher selection than, than people are suggesting because of all the unique things he can do. You know what? Yeah, yeah, it, 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 rightfully so. And it's crazy. He's not even the best tight end on that team. You know, right. it's like, you know, <laughs> but he is just a freak athlete. You move him from, from Georgia and you put him on any other roster, we're saying, well, there's the second best tight end in the country, you know. Right. So they yep. had them both on, on their team. And, and, and what's unique about about him is clearly his his, his – it's just tangibles, you know. You can't replace that size and what he was able to do. I think, I think they, the biggest loss is not his hands, not his play ca- catching ca- capabilities, but just blocking. Man, he is. A, yeah. You know, Kirby comes out and says he's another line. That's exactly what he is. He was another offensive line in there. So, yep. uh, you can't replace that. But um, they, they, they got some talent. Kirby hints at it here in a minute. <laughs> Yeah, it's not the same. We don't have that, uh, you know, same mass and movement. And it doesn't just affect the run game. It affects the play-action pass game. Because where Darnell was elite was, yeah, he could block you. He could go out on the perimeter and block you. He could get vertical on a play-action. But when we max protect, he was like having an extra lineman in. And, you know, Oscar's doing that. And Oscar's doing been a pleasant surprise uh, blocking this spring. He's come so far. Um, he's It's like you don't know if, how much Oscar got better – Versus who's the people he's blocking? Because he's not blocking Robert Beal and Nolan. He's blocking Gabe, Sam, uh, CJ, and even Chaz. Um, but Oscar's done a good job when he's gone against uh, Tremel and, and Michael while he was out there and uh, uh, Ty. So I like the competition at tight end. Um, but we don't have the depth, especially with, with Pierce out, um, that we need. All right, Chad, how about uh, next? Let's kick it on down to old Rocky Top where ooh, we had some we had some eyes in the stands here, Shane, to yeah. break down <laughs> Tennessee's first scrimmage of spring. Uh, so I'm just going to read this. We actually got multiple, multiple insights here, Shane. Defense way ahead of the offense. Nico didn't look great. Uh-oh. But did some good things. He scored on for he scored a touchdown on his first possession. It, this guy's critical. This guy's negative. I can yeah. tell already. <laughs> uh, interesting. But I sh- I don't think I should even say that one. How about this? This is from another guy. Shane defense way better. The D line and the linebackers look much improved. Not sure about the defensive backs yet. Nico looks like he's got all the tools. They just need more experience. Uh, he needs more experience reading the defense, learning the playbook. And it, this is something everybody said to me, Shane. The offensive line, definitely a work in progress. You got to remember Darnell Wright off to the NFL, Jerome Carvin yeah. off to the NFL. And this cannot be overlooked, Shane Cooper Mays, the starting center. He didn't play in the, in the scrimmage here. So yeah, a lot of moving pieces. I, I wouldn't read too much into that, but that's just a comment many people made. Um Oh, yeah, another one I'm not supposed to say. Okay, the defensive line improved, looks great, and it's not just the offensive line replacing guys. Uh, so I, I think the fact that so many people like the, the defensive line, maybe that had to do a little bit with the offensive line being in flux. But, hell, it's what we've yeah. been saying, Shane. This defense is going to be deeper, more talented under Josh Heupel than it's ever been up there on Rocky Top, and that's that's got to excite you a little bit. Yeah, the defense definitely. I mean, it's it's not sexy 
until you don't have them, you know, until you're right. losing a game and you're like, holy, you know, our defense is not playing well. That That's what hurt Tennessee late in the season, just the, the competitive depth. They just didn't have it. So, no, mm-hmm. this excites me. And it is tough. It's tough to judge spring practices and spring games right. because, you know, it's like, was the defense really good or is the offense really bad? You just don't know. So, but I, I've I have heard similar things and just the, I don't know, just the kind of the buzz coming out of the defensive side excites me, Mike, because that's something that we really liked last year. Yep. So let's kick it over to uh, Josh Heupel, Shane. After the scrimmage, met with the media, talked up uh, Joe Milton and Nico and how they looked. Uh, of course, the emphasis on Nico from the from the media as is yeah. expected. So let's kick it over to Josh Heupel talking to these quarterbacks. What did you like out of Joe and Nico? Yeah, uh, I thought all in all, um, you know, Joe did a really good job taking care of the football. I thought he slid in the pocket. Probably a couple times they continue and uh, get out of it. Uh, it's a little bit different when the quarterback's not live in, in some of these situations. All in all, had really good command of what's going on. Uh, we got to some situational football at the end, uh, four-minute situation. There's some things that we can learn just as far as clock management and that. Uh, Nico, great first drive. Uh, go put it in the end zone. Uh, I thought he responded to everything uh, during the course of it. The command and control out on the field, there's some things that he'll learn from. All in all, a really good day for those guys. Well, how would you like to see Nico from today uh, take with him in the next couple of weeks? Nico did a, a lot of really good things. Uh, you know, having his eyes in the right uh, place, being able to make decisive reads, move in the pocket, uh, push the football down the field, be accurate in the middle of the field. Um, I thought for his first time being inside the stadium, did a really nice job of controlling everything that happens when you're playing within the tempo of how we play. Um, I didn't think he played outside of himself. He never was in a hurry. Uh, so a lot of really positive, uh, positive things. Oh, yeah. One other note, Shane, I didn't read it there, but uh, it, it was relayed to me. One of the people there, just his opinion, so take it for what it's worth, but he thinks based on what he saw, again, we're making some pretty big proclamations after one spring uh-huh. scrimmage here, but he thought Nico would be Tennessee's starting quarterback by the end of the season. So, again, huh. take take that for what it's worth, but uh, pretty interesting stuff there, and, and certainly – Nothing Josh Heupel here, he's not suggesting that, but nothing he's saying makes me believe that can happen. You know what I mean? Man, it's a lot of excitement, man. Tennessee <laughs> ball fans, they just they played that clip twice, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this, Shane? Also, uh, with Brew McCoy, he's kind of dinged up, so he's not uh, participating mm-hmm. here. This is a – Oh, we still got uh, Ramel Keaton, who had an excellent season. But Josh Heupel uh, was asked about the receivers stepping up. Squirrel White, Chaz Nimrod was a big recruit they got last year that he got dinged yeah. up in camp, and, and so he didn't really see the field much. Caleb Webb was another elite prospect they landed. And then Nathan Leacock, true freshman. These are all Heupel guys, hand-picked, fitting into this scheme we're going to hear more and more. We already heard about Squirrel White. He he yeah. started to come on late in the season. Another year in the system. Let's kick it over to Josh Heupel. And I, I think these comments got to get Vol fans fired up as well. What wide receivers stood out and why? 
Uh, Squirrel White uh, did a really good job uh, today. Uh, I, th I thought he did a really good job working in the middle of the football. Uh, he executed just from the whistle to the next snap uh, really well, efficiently. Um, you know, Chaz Nimrod did a couple of really nice things. Uh, Caleb made some nice plays. Uh, Nathan Leacock did a couple of nice things on the back half of the scrimmage. I thought he settled in too. So uh, there, there's a lot of positives. There's going to be a lot of things that we got to learn from too. What a wild name group there. You got Nimrod, <laughs> you got Squirrel. What was that last one? Leacock? Yeah, Nathan Leacock. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez. The jerseys these boys are going to be able to sell. NIL, watch out, son. <laughs> but how interesting, you know, Shane, to think about all the success that Tennessee has had throwing the ball and – you know, for the life of me, I mean, they did bring in Brew McCoy, but they didn't bring him in from high school. Everyone right. they brought in is, or everyone that they've had big success with is guys they've inherited. Now we're starting to filter in some of the guys that we've actually handpicked for this system. And my God, right. I mean, it literally can't get much any better. I don't see how it could yet. Maybe it does with pieces that, that were handpicked by this coaching staff. It's exciting to think about. It is. It really is. And, and, and I think that's the buzz, Mike. You know, we got we got a little dose of it last year. It was really exciting, and then, and then we were worried. You know, Hooker going down. What this thing's going to look like? And what did we do? We just come out there rolling with yeah. Clemson. And you see players like Squirrel. You saw Brew out there. You know, so it, it, it's exciting for the Vol fans because I, you sometimes yeah you lost Hyatt, but you feel like you've improved in other areas you know just that that depth especially on the receiving core uh, so uh and then you get comments like this and the coach coming out i mean how can you not be pumped up right now if you're a vol fan right and another thing i would add shane if i'm one of these guys like like a Chaz nimrod um like a, a caleb webb that didn't really play last season in, in any meaningful mm -hmm. action i don't want to i'm not sitting here comparing these guys to jalen hyatt because I mean, my God, he was an incredible yeah. player, won the Bolitnikoff Award. But his first year under Heupel, I think we all had him circled as, man, this speed guy. I mean, he's going to break out, right? He yeah. didn't do much until the end of the season. And, and it, right. it took a season for him to kind of fit in, and then he took off. Maybe that's what Squirrel White does this year. Maybe one of these other guys is the next Squirrel White that will come on right. later in the season. But, you know, if I'm, if I'm one of these younger receivers, I'm looking at the success people players have had even if it didn't come immediately it came down the line and that's going to keep pushing me to become the best player I can in this system yeah and it's something you've talked on several shows about the reloading is going to be easier in Knoxville when you can produce the numbers that we're producing so I I, I just love it and we're ready for the next crop of, of boys to come through and exciting to see where they take them And one last one here, Shane, from Hypo. I mean, this is the position group. Everybody's got big question marks about after that South Carolina whooping, the pass defense, has it gotten better? We've got a, a new crop of players, the top corner from Louisiana. They beat out LSU and Texas for them. Uh, an elite corner from Georgia that they beat the Bulldogs out on. Let's And the number one player from Kentucky, that, and they beat out the Wildcats for. So we're bringing in some talent. Josh Heupel seems pretty fired up about uh, the pieces he's got to work with in the secondary this spring. 
a lot of your oh, defensive like coaches have talked about shoring up the pass defense. What did you see out of yeah. really all three levels? Yeah, pass, de pass defense is all three levels, too, and I think it's important that everybody in our program, but on the outside, understands that a little bit, too. Uh, we have, we're deeper at, in the secondary. As long as we stay healthier, uh, we got a chance for these guys to grow fundamentally technique and then scheme understanding, which can help us make make us a lot better as we get to the fall. There's real competition there, which forces these guys to compete every day uh, on the field, in the meeting room, and everything that they're doing. Uh, our second level, I feel like, has gotten better, uh, dropping in coverage when we're our zone principles, playing off the quarterback's eyes, making plays in the middle of the field. And then you got to be able to rush and affect the quarterback. You got to be able to have rush integrity, keep your uh, lane. Uh, assignment, I guess, not let the quarterback get up or escape out of it. Um, we got to continue to grow in those areas for us to take another step on the defense side of the ball. Well, I mean, Hailshad, I think last year, and we come to find out late in the year, I mean, they played who they had to play. And if nothing yeah. else, that's got to give you hope that the back end will be better because they actually, like Hypo says, we got competition, we got real depth, we got talent back here. The, the, they're going to play the best players. It doesn't matter if you're a senior or a freshman. Uh, yeah. you know, they play these guys here at Tennessee. Yeah, and look, but look who they're practicing against too. You know, so I, I think when you do bring in some of these younger kids, they're going to get acclimated quicker just because of the style of offense that they're practicing against. So even though you you see some of these guys, they may be twos or threes right now, but they're going against the ones, and they're going at a hundred miles an hour. So uh, look for that <laughs> side to pick up quick. Yep. All right, final team here, Shay. Let's kick it up to Lexington, where again. No spring game because of the renovations and all that. But, uh, you know, I thought this was hilarious. I'll throw it up on the screen here, Shane. But Cousin Ollie was out there and said, by God, remember last spring game, it was a, a blizzard snowstorm. This year, winds up to 25, 30 miles per hour. So couldn't even really throw the ball because of, because of the wind. So wh what's everybody focused on up there, Shane, is that offensive line. And can it come together in time? We've added transfers. We got more confidence in the unit. But according to Mark Stoops, man, this defensive line, which is full of uh, talented players, they're finally coming into their own. And it sounds like it's the best defensive line maybe they've ever had under Mark Stoops. Yeah. But is, is that a sign of the offensive line being bad again? Or <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Here's, here's Stoops on the defensive and offensive line. Even with the wind, it seemed like secondary was making some strong plays. Andrew mm -hmm. Phillips, Jordan mm -hmm. Lovett. How impressed are you with that group, especially losing two really key pieces? Yeah, I think you know those guys are good players. They get, they have good experience. Um, you know, you put it together, and you know it's it's kind of interesting. You look at the reps of some of the guys that we lost, but a lot of these guys have played as well. So um, we feel really good about this unit across the board. Um, like I said, I really feel like we're pretty stout up front, as good as we've been in a while. Getting some good pressure on the quarterback, better than we've probably been in the past couple of years, and that always helps the secondary. Yeah, it's hard to judge. I felt like there were some lanes. You know, we we, we put uh, some decent runs together, and um, you know, overall, I, th I felt like there was some there was a couple of protection. Uh, uh, miscues that that you know didn't help at all where we had the immediate pressure um and then there were some times where they got beat but uh i think overall when we put it together we're going to be we're better we're further along but uh obviously there's there's a lot of work to be done that cox weaver sounds like good cot weather 
Yeah, I'm surprised Ollie didn't hook up a koozie, to that, you know, something like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so, again, he says the offensive line further along better than last season. So, take that right. for what it's worth. It is early. But, uh, again, I mean, that that's not sexy to talk about, Shane. But, again, if the offensive line is just capable, the, yeah. the sky's the limit for this Kentucky team, considering the receivers they brought back. They're bringing in Ray Davis. Devin Larry. We'll get to more of him in just a second. I mean, they got all the pieces to have a dynamic offense. And, oh, yeah, best offensive coordinator school history is back. Liam yeah. Cohen, we got a lot cooking in Lexington. We just got to get the offensive line going. You know what? No, Mike, I, I think you're right here with the offensive line. You know, it it isn't a it isn't a fun position to talk about. But you know, if you make Kentucky's offensive line a little better, not 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 vastly better. I'm just talking a little better. Last season, maybe Will Levis doesn't get hurt. Maybe right. they win a couple more games that they lost. You know, I I think. You know, you realize sometimes you don't realize that you don't have an offensive line until it's too late, you know, and, and your guys are playing on their back and they're just not moving the chains like they should. And that's not Kentucky offense. So I the fact that that coach is coming out here, he's excited. That excites me because mm -hmm. if he's excited, then then I know that we can still improve, you know. But if they come out and, and he's got his hands down, we've got a lot of work to do. Shit, you know, <laughs> Big Blue Nation, be worried. But but these kind of – and, again, you're just trying to – you know, I wasn't there. Ollie was there. But, we, you know, we didn't get to see the practice itself. Uh, but the fact that Coach is coming out and he's, he's giving us these positive words of encouragement, that makes me think that we're in a better spot this year than we were last. Yeah. And – so I said we talk about Devin Leary, Shane, the, tr the transfer quarterback from NC State. Sounds mm -hmm. like uh, his leadership's coming along. His relationship with Liam Cohen. I have to. I know Cohen wasn't on staff, but wink, wink. I, I know he had to approve of the quarterback. You know what I mean to, to fit with this system, what yeah. he wanted to do. So let's kick it over to Mark Stoops talking Devin Leary and uh, how that uh, development is going with their new quarterback. They're in Lexington. I think he's a very natural leader. He's trying not to force it. He's trying to earn the respect of his team and just get out there and make sure he masters his craft in his backyard at this point. Um, but but definitely has the leadership skills and and he does a lot of things behind the scenes that it doesn't have to be vocal. He spends an awful lot of time with the group, with the wideout, with with uh, the wide receivers or running backs and different groups, watching films, spending time with them. So he's doing a lot of extra. How do you see the relationship between Devin and Liam developing? Yeah, I think that that's easy. You know, really easy for them. Uh, they're both guys that you know are junkies that are up there watching film and. Devin is a very bright guy. He's been around, and uh, you know, so I think that's a very easy transition. So Shane, I'm not so, trying to. Wait. <laughs> so, so they're junkies? Is that what TMZ said? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not sitting here comparing anyone to Joe Burrow because that's crazy. Right. Yeah. But remember when Joe Burrow came down from Ohio State? He was not handed the job. He had to compete for it. And I'm hearing some of the similar things from Mark Stoops. And, and the story, as I remember it, Shane, was, you know, down there at, at LSU under Coach O, they had these, these craning, crazy uh, uh, training workout sessions where, the, you know, it was mostly about running. It was something you and I would have been dead last if they put us on the damn line. But 
apparently Joe Burrow didn't do too well either right out the gate. But yeah. he made it his damn mission by the end of the, the spring or whatever or, or camp to be leading that every practice. And by the end, he was whooping people's asses that, that he couldn't beat before. And, yeah. I, again, that's not exactly what Mark Stoops is saying here. But I think it's difficult when you come into a, a system – a school that's already established and they they haven't anointed him the starter by any means but to they're bringing him in here to start to to be the starter sure. to be the missing piece just like Joe Burrow but you have to work to earn the trust of everybody and I'm loving what I'm hearing from Mark Stoops in my roundabout way of getting there that Devin Leary is not coming in here saying hey I'm I'm God's gift to football right. he's he's earning that respect and that leadership from his team. And that's, that's all, that's the main thing I wanted to hear this spring in Lexington. And it is, and you got to remember it's tough shoes to fill too. I mean, you just got Will Levis, you know, granted he didn't have the season he wanted, but here we are talking about potential first round pick, you know, he, he held that locker room together. He was the the face of Kentucky football for the last couple of years, you Mm -hmm. know, so there is going to be a little bit of a hangover there and it's not something you could just go over there and demand. You've got to earn it. And and I like kind of what you said and the way coach is talking here. You know, that's what he's doing with his 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 players, his teammates here. And, and you know, this is when you do your growth. Right here in the spring, in the offseason, the summer camps. You know, he's going to have opportunities to, to win these guys over. But uh, it sounds like he's on the right path already. Yeah, and last clip here, Shane. I just thought this was hilarious. But uh, he was asked about D Beckwith and basically said, you know, we got to see what we got in him because uh, Ray Davis, we know what we got in him. He ran <laughs> all over our asses at Vanderbilt. You know what? D Beckwith looked to be getting a lot more uh, reps this, uh, this time around. How has he looked uh, even if from last year? Yeah, he's getting better. Helps us. He's a strong guy, uh, different change of pace. You know, we didn't want to get Ray too many reps today. I've seen Ray play a lot. Unfortunately, I saw him play a lot. Of his so, so, so I don't really need to see too many snaps with him. But uh, but Dee's been doing a good job, and he's a big physical guy, and he made some nice cuts today. Oh, that was the best one. That was the best clip of the night, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah it, Ray, Ray's done enough. Enough film study on Ray. Let's just keep him in the ice bath over there and ready for fall. <laughs> Another reason why I wanted to play that, Shane, was because last week Stoops was – he was pretty firing brimstone. I mean, he was pissed off at uh, a lot of things going on at practice there. And the fact mm-hmm. that a week later, you know, he's cutting up, he's having a good time, that tells me also that his team – answered the bell, answered that challenge, and they're putting forth the effort and energy in practice that they need to get better on the football field. So uh, just a little positivity here to go out uh, for Big Blue Nation. I love it, Mike. I love it. All right, brother. Well, hey, that's all I got on this episode of the show. You got anything uh, before we hop off the line? No, again, if you can get to that spring game, get there. If you can't, I get it. But try to – you know, this – we got a long, we got a long stretch of non-football. I know we just said that here uh, a month ago, but truly, <laughs> after spring ball, it is no man's land. It's it's recruiting rumors and list season, and all that's cranking up till media days. So, yep. uh, enjoy the college football while you can. And uh, but that's all I've got, brother. Oh, real quick, Shane. I probably should have led with this, but uh, yeah. we also now we're on Facebook. If you're a Facebooker, so uh, <laughs> head on over to that SEC podcast on 
search that out on Facebook. Well, I think yeah. I just started it, so we're at zero followers. <laughs> let's see if we <laughs> let's see if we can get one by the end of the day. You know what? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure my mom will jump on there. You know, <laughs> hey, tick, TikTok as well. So, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm trying to do better at that and try to figure out those things. But uh, yeah, we're on all try to get on all social medias here. You know, and 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 get the content out to you the best we can. Yep. You know, Mike does a great job splicing these things, and maybe you ain't got time for a whole show, but you could jump on YouTube and watch some of these shorts that Mike's put on and stuff. It's fantastic work. A lot of effort goes into it. Zero from me. Like zero. So <laughs> I just now found out we had social media. So I've uh, been on here for eight years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and the best part, Shane, it's all absolutely free, just like a show. Free. You know what? Absolutely. I love free. Free's good. <laughs> older I get, the more free stuff I want, you know. So, but yeah, Mike, I, I, great, great show, and uh, we're gonna have some more this week. So just keep your ears to the ground, and and hopefully we'll get some more good, maybe some clarity on some of these quarterback competitions later this week. Yeah, absolutely. Well, brother, I appreciate you as always. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, see you guys. Go balls. Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.